Hey, everybody, this is Marcia Reiner uh, with Profit with a Plan podcast. And boy, do I have a treat for you today on today's show. I've got Paul Rudder on here with me, and you're going to learn how perfect is just the beginning for your client experience. And he's got some serious experiences to share with you. So on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us business owners, increasing your profitability is always on your mind, and you're probably looking for ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you found the podcast that shares ideas to help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner, known as the Profit Booster and a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability guide your growth and plans for a future exit. Because building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. And I want to share strategies I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have a really powerful training called the 30-Day Profit Booster. And this is where I'll show you how you can get a 45% net profit boost in just 30 days simply by following a three-step method that doesn't require that you're chasing more customers. This quick and easy profit-boosting strategy can be done without spending more money on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. Go check it out right now or when the podcast is over at 30dayprofitbooster.com for more information. All right. So my guest with me today, you're going to have so much fun. So Paul Rudder is an expert at creating an experience of a lifetime. Recognized by USA Today, ABC, NBC, Market Watch, and Fox, Paul Rudder is a customer service expert, speaker, best-selling author, and the founder of More Than Perfect Service Model. Over the past three decades, Paul has managed and guided some of the largest, most luxurious cruise ships in the world, where living with his customers, clients, and coworkers is a way of life. Speaking frequently to leaders around the globe, Paul asks a singular question. Could you or your company survive if you had to live and work with your customers, clients, and coworkers? Whew. His philosophy is is uh, good is no longer good enough for businesses to succeed. You can't compete on price alone, and customer service is the marketing of the future. Uh, his time on the high seas taught him uh, that thorough approach to customer service with an intent on exceeding his customers' expectations rather than meeting them creates high levels of customer satisfaction, retention, loyalty, and repeat business. Perfect is only the starting line, not the goal. And Paul, as the best-selling author of You Can't Make This Ship Up, a hilarious look at lessons he learned at sea and now applies to land-based businesses. He's also the creator of the strategic guide, Repeat Business Inc., the business of staying in business. Paul, welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Marcia, thank you so much. After that introduction, uh, there's nothing left to be said. So thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, it was quite a mouthful, but you know, it 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 really it really summed up who you are and why it was so fun and exciting to have you on the show today. 
But, you know, let me, I like to start with, with just the basics of what got you into cruise ships in the first place? Well, it's an interesting story, actually. I was in Connecticut and I took my dog for a walk and I ran into the principal of my old high school. I grew up right across the street from my high school. I took my dog for a walk over at the high school and I had just come back from college. I had graduated college. I ran into the principal. He said, Paul, what are you doing now? Now that you graduate? I said, well, I'm not really sure. Might want to take a year off. And he just looked at me and said, how would you like to work on a cruise ship? And I seriously had to look around to make sure he was actually talking to me. This is in Connecticut. I had never wow. seen a cruise ship before. Love Boat was not even on the air yet. So <laughs> uh, it, I ran into somebody and it's because I took my dog for a walk at that particular time, at that particular day, and I ran into the principal and it's fate. And, and from then on, um, I've been working on cruise ships for over 40 years. And so it, it's been an, an unusual ride, that's for sure. Well, you got to tell me, what did you do on cruise ships? So when I first started, I was a, I was working in the casino. This is back in the, the late 70s when cruise ships didn't even have. So let me ask you first, Marcia, have you cruised before? Are you a cruiser? Yes, I have. Yes, I okay. have. So you know what it's all about. So um, I was working in the casino and I was looking at all these different jobs that uh, were happening on board. Uh, and I eventually became a cruise director. And for the last 30 years, I've been a cruise director. I'm in charge of activities and entertainment on board. Um, and and referring to your introduction, you know, as you mentioned, we're one of the very few industries where we live with our customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so when I ask that question, you know, people's eyes light up. And uh, when you and I talked about it, you went, oh, no, there would be violence quickly <laughs> if I had to live with my customers. And that's usually the reaction we get. But that's what we do on board a cruise ship. Our customers are with wow. us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We wake up in the morning, they're there. You know, we go to bed at night, they're there. So if we don't create an experience of a lifetime or at least take care of the, the problems they may be having, then we're not doing our jobs very well. And, and they're going to be there the next day. So we can't run away and hide. We're, we're on a big metal ship in the middle of the ocean. We have thousands of thousands of people on board. You know, what could possibly go wrong? So <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Well, the list yeah. could occur, right? And start getting really long at the at the at the beginning. But let me just frame this up. I wouldn't I wouldn't kill my clients. It's just it's like, you know, when we're together for that amount of time, there's no break. So then you cannot be off at any given time. You have to constantly be on. So wow, what a what a um opportunity to really show your true colors when you're working with your customers in that close of an environment. So you've created this amazing system where, where you're teaching your, your people at, that you're working with, because as you, as you mentioned, you became the cruise director and what Julie McCoy, was that her name? Um, there from you the love go. boat. Very good. <laughs> Very good. And and, um, you know, you're constantly with them. How in the world do you make a good day every day? And 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 that experience, that I think is really hard. Well, I, I think the first thing is attitude. You have to wake up in the morning with a smile on your face and know that as soon as you walk out of your cabin door, you're on, you're, you're working. 
Mm. And everybody knows that from waiters to stateroom attendants to people at the front desk to the crew staff, they all know that uh, we are contributing to this person's experience. And we sometimes hear stories where people have saved a lifetime for this cruise. We're on a cruise week after week after week, and it becomes, I don't want to say old hat, but it's something that we get used to. But we have to realize that our customers, this could be their first vacation in 5, 10, 20 years. Mm. And so we have to be on our best. We have to treat them as if this is the first time we're doing this cruise and we want to create a lasting impression because we're not in the cruise industry. We're not in the travel industry. We're in the industry of creating memories. And that's Mm. what people will come back to you for is the memories that you've created And I don't care if it's a flower shop. I don't care if it's a dry cleaner. You have to create memories, good memories, so Mm. that people will be willing to come back to you. Even if you move down the road, even if you raise your prices, the experience is so good, they're not willing to go anywhere else and risk and risk something going wrong. And I think that's the that's the core, right, to every one of our businesses. And it's funny when I try and help my clients differentiate themselves from the competition, they may come in and say, oh, well, we've we've been in business for 20 years and and we have great customer service and we have, you know, this and that. And I'm like, well, that's industry standards. Right. How do you excel in that and make your customer feel that that they're the only customer in the world to you and and you so value their relationship and the services you provide help them even more. And I think that's the little piece that it's like I think you started it off with in the introduction that perfect is the is the first step or the basis, right? It that's that's hard to do. But I think that when you can do that, when you're able to do that, not that it's hard to do, it's possible and you should be doing it. When you get that right, whew, then people are willing to come across town for you and pay your higher fee. Well, I, I think if there's one thing the pandemic taught us, it's that you cannot compete on price alone anymore. Mm-hmm. There's always a cheaper price just to click away. And so mm-hmm. you have to Literally. compete on service and you have to compete on experiences because- you know, if you go to the gas station right near you because it's the lowest price and your loyalty is only to the price, well, then if another gas station opens up across the street and they're a penny or two pennies lower, you're going to go. Yeah, I'm crossing. Exactly. <laughs> Especially so, in but, today's gas prices. <laughs> exactly. And so I always tell uh, uh, companies that I work with the first thing you want to do is learn people's names. Everybody loves to hear the sound of their name. So when you walk into your favorite uh, coffee shop, you're going to hear, oh, Marcia, how are you? Nice to see you again. That means so much for people to know who you are and for them to know, you know, oh, do you like sugar in your coffee or cream or this or that or whatever? You get to know your customers on a more personal basis. And that's what we do on our ships. For instance, bartenders learn customers' names, or if I go to dinner in the dining room the first night and I order an iced tea, well, then every night for the rest of the cruise, there will be an iced tea at your table right there for you because the waiter knows that you like iced tea with dinner. And how great is it that when you get there, there's an iced tea already waiting for you? And that, and like you said, it doesn't cost anything. 
It's just the experience where people mm -hmm. go, oh, wow, that's nice. I like that. It's creating these little wow moments for your customers. I love that. Wow moments. So so how does, how does a business owner, maybe even, how does a plumber create a wow moment? Uh, answering phone calls, returning <laughs> phone calls, showing up on time when you're supposed to, uh, cleaning up after yourself when you're done so that the customer doesn't even know that you were there. Wearing little those little things, booties. <laughs> yeah, little things like that, uh, that will, and, and the goal is to have your customers be your best form of marketing. You mm. want your customers and your employees to be what, what I call raving brand ambassadors. So that when a neighbor says, I need a plumber, do you know of any good ones? Oh, well, yes, I know a great one. He just came out to my house. And you listen and you remember recommendations from family and friends and neighbors more than you remember recommendations online. If you get it from a trusted source, then that recommendation has a lot more meaning to you. And so that's what a business should be wanting is to have their customers and their employees, depending on how big they are, to do all the marketing for them and say what a great place they are. And you can see this. I don't know if you know the uh, the website Nextdoor. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a website of small communities. Well, I found electricians. When you go to your neighbors, hey, I need an electrician. Who do you got? Oh, I got a great one. And I've gotten some wonderful people. And this is this is how businesses grow is by getting referrals and recommendations from the customers that they already have. You know what? That's really important and well said and something that I think business owners in today's time forget about. They're busy chasing the new AI feature and they're they're trying to write ads or they're trying to do social posts or they're doing all the stuff, but they're forgetting about how businesses used to grow and can still grow well when you involve yourself in the neighborhood and, and get raving fans because- you know, you, I don't know what the story or the statistic is, but someone will gladly refer you when you've done a good job, but they're going to talk a lot more about you when you've done a bad job, right? Correct. And Correct. so you want them to come in and go, oh, I got a great guy for you because they feel so good and truly satisfied customers want to help and they want to refer. And you'll notice that on, on websites like Nextdoor, there'll be posts that say, do not absolutely under no circumstances should you use this plumber because he ruined it. And so you see right. these types of, uh, this, these types of well, anti-referrals, for lack of a better <laughs> word, uh, uh, online as well. So, and, and if that comes from a family or friend, then you're going to stay away from that person. Exactly, exactly. All right. So some of the things that we can do to wow is really to make that customer feel special, to feel Correct. one of a kind, important, valued. Um, when we're not able or once we get past that, is there anything else that we want to consider doing? Um, you know, I'm kind of thinking what popped into my mind is the old birthday card thing, right? You know, you get their birthday and you just say, hey, we were thinking about you kind of thing. Does that still work? 
Oh, thank you letters, handwritten thank you letters. If you get, it's like getting a postcard in the mail. You say, nobody writes postcards anymore. Well, I have a few friends that do. And every time you get a postcard, it's like, wow, this is great. Well, it's the same thing with like thank you notes, a personal thank you note. Hey, it was great to to serve you the other day. Uh, any, any problems, let us know. Or we'd love for you to tell your friends about us. Just little handwritten notes. It takes a little time, but the impact is so great because it's something that people just don't do anymore. So, so the challenge with, um, I've been asked recently, so, and I've been moving around, so my address has been changing, but a, a guest will come on my podcast and they'll go, Marcia, what's your home address? You know? And I'm like, well, it's not going to be there for long, so it's not going to matter. So I'd rather not share that with you. It, could I send an email? I Would it have the same impact? I would think it, it's a it's a better impact than not doing anything. Nothing at all. Yes. Yeah. A absolutely. Yes. If you you don't want to pressure somebody <laughs> to think you're going to be stalking them outside their address, right? Um, but uh, yes, emails will work fine. I don't think they're as good or as personal as a personal handwritten note that somebody sure. is taking the time to do. Um, but but sure, emails certainly can can work just as well. Okay, so as a plan B or C, then maybe that would work if you don't happen to have their address. But or, if you're a carpet a phone cleaner, call. Even, even yeah, a phone, call. a phone call is lovely too. What is that like? The phone rings. There's no text message on here. You know, there's <laughs> you're actually going to have to talk to somebody live. But you know, it's funny that even if you're not able to answer the phone, hearing the inflection in my voice of the thank you for being a great client or for joining or onboarding or for referring me or whatever. I think that that, that little nuance of, of going out of your way to show appreciation is, uh, is a beautiful, beautiful treat. And it is a treat think, in today's time. Oh, it is a, tra a treat. Um, you know, there's an expression, oh, it, it's not personal. It's just business. Well, to me, all business is personal. And you have to treat it that way, especially now with the reach that people have across the world, you know, with a click of a mouse or, or you know, a review somewhere. So all business has to be personal and okay. you have to look at it that way. Good. I love that. So I like that. I like that a lot because I know we've gotten away from it. And and I think that that that's that's how to differentiate yourself in a highly commoditized market. Because listeners, I promise you, you are not the only one providing your service or product out there. You got competition and your buyers are looking online for competition. They're looking for those testimonials and reviews. They're looking for advice from friends because if they haven't used you before, they don't know how, how good you are. But I think just you stating that you give great customer service is not is not it. You have to show it, right? Right. And the only way you can prove that you've shown it is through through testimonials or referrals. Um, people who have experienced it already. Exactly. Yeah. So how would beyond testimonies and referrals, how would you showcase your experience that your customer is going to get by coming into you, by coming well, into think your store? I, I think if you use examples, so for instance, we um, uh, onboard our ships, weddings are big business for us, just to give I you bet. an example. 
So uh, there's a couple types of weddings. You can get married on board the ship, let's say the day that people board and you have friends and family come on board and you have a wedding. And and everybody's wedding is, is such an important day in their life. You want everything to go perfect. So those weddings usually go well. Sometimes we have weddings that are on the islands. They go to a Caribbean island, they go to Jamaica, they go to Grand Cayman, and they get married on the beach. And that's wonderful. And you have to do paperwork with the governments there. Sometimes we've had people who have booked weddings on a destination, we call them destination weddings. And I, I talk about this in the book, but they've done it during hurricane season and all of a sudden <laughs> a hurricane appears. Well, and we can't go to that island. And so these people miss their wedding because of the weather. Nobody could predict it, although it was hurricane season. And so you do have to take That's an act of God. Away. That's not. <laughs> exactly. But here's the thing. We're now stuck with a very disappointed customer, mm. uh, a, a, a bride-to-be who was on our ships crying her eyes out because she's missed her wedding day and all the planning that has gone into it. Well, now her problem has now become our problem. And how are we going to take care of it? And uh, the point of all this is for your listeners is that empathy comes in really strong here. You have to put yourself in the shoes of your customers to know what they're going through. And so it might, it, uh, there was one uh, wedding that this happened where it was ruined by the weather. Uh, and it was only a couple of days back to port, so there was nothing we could do. But we made them feel good on board the ship. We treated them to specialty dinners. We treated them to couples massages, things like that. They knew it wasn't our fault. But there was one time where there was enough time to get the paperwork done so that they could get married when they came back into port at the end of the cruise. So when they returned to Miami, we had a justice of the peace and had done the paperwork for them so that they didn't get married on the beach where they wanted to, but they got married when they came back to port. And it's all the paperwork that's involved in government agencies and things like that. But when customers know that we did that on their behalf, that's when they become long, lifetime uh, customers where they'll, they will book their anniversaries with us. So they'll bring family members or, you know, 20 years down the road, they'll have a big family reunion with us on board. So just the fact that during this one time we were empathetic and we, we put ourselves in their shoes, you can make a lifelong customer out of a bad situation if you handle it correctly and you deliver what we call more than perfect service. I was just thinking that when you can over deliver to your customers and and so say you're an attorney, right? And your your job is to handle their situation. Well, you know, oftentimes attorneys are dealing with problems, right? And so if you can go above and beyond and helping and empathizing with that customer about the problem, the car accident, the the whatever happened, right? And you can empathize with them and go above and beyond just the legal services. That's how you create the raving fans, it sounds like. And in your wedding description, that's exactly what you did. You went above and beyond. You couldn't help the hurricane, but you went above and beyond to make their experience better. Not the best, 
but better than it was. And and I think that's that's what I take back out of this is that we can go above and beyond. It's not, oh, well, that'll be an extra service charge or that's um, that's in another program or, you know, to take this out, I'm going to have to come back because I don't have time for it today. You know, it's thinking and preparing to go above and beyond the expectations so that your customer can become that raving fan. And they knew how much we cared about them. It's We could have said, hey, nothing, sorry, we can't do anything and washed our hands of it because really we couldn't. Or you can go that extra step. And, and it's funny you say above and beyond. We actually had on a cruise line that I worked for, we had something called ABC, above and beyond compliance. So wow. if the law said, let's say, um, you were able to discharge something overboard at three miles. We went above and beyond. We waited until we were 12 miles outside of land. And so whatever the rules were, we always went above and beyond. And that was actually one of our mottos, ABC, above and beyond compliance, which is a, a good reminder for all of your listeners. Well, I like that because when you're creating um, your your company or re um, reviewing your company, which is something I like to do when we're looking at our mission and values going above and beyond is a value point, right? It's a differentiator in what you're doing because you know that your competition is probably not going above and beyond. They're doing what they can to make ends meet and squeeze every penny out of the dollar that they're getting from their customers. And if you can deliver something that maybe didn't cost you anything, but maybe a little bit of time and thought, you're delivering that experience to your customer that shows that, wow, you know, maybe, maybe you got uh, extra pickles on your, on your sandwich, or you got it wrapped differently, or it wasn't, it was made when you were ready, not making you wait for it. I mean, it's these little things that. Little, little uh, things. Yeah. That we can do. Right. And that's where so, we say perfect is the starting point. There's always these little things that you can go above that's going to make somebody go, wow. And that's what they'll remember. People buy on emotion. And so if you can create good emotions for them, they're going to remember those emotions will come flooding back. And I think I think the way we do this and you brought you'd mentioned this briefly before is to understand the customer and the situation. Right. And if you can think about you're in this situation every day because that's your business, right? You know that there could be problems, but if you set up standard operating procedures, right? You're a go above and beyond and go out 12 miles versus three miles. If you set up procedures that say, when this happens, this is what we're going to do. You can anticipate it and, and start to put it into your daily practices. And it would be, it seems very easy to do rather than just being reactive and going, oh my gosh, this happened. How do we, how do we make this better? And, you know, panicking and trying to fix it then rather than setting up those procedures early. It's, yeah. You I mean, don't want to wait. You don't want to nah, wait. Nah. And I think that, you know, we are in the business every day. So we know what's going on. You're an auto repair company and you know that hoses are going to break or whatever. So have extra hoses on hand, even though it wasn't part of the job you anticipated that it could be part of the job and you prepared for it. So you, the client wouldn't have to wait another day while you delivered a hose. Right. Correct. Yes. Yes. 
It's always about uh, being prepared. As the Boy Scouts used to say, be prepared. It was the motto of the Boy Scouts. And it's true. You have to anticipate what could possibly go wrong and be prepared. Now, uh, on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean, we can't go into to the local you know, <laughs> depot or Lowe's and buy supplies. We have to have everything on board. We have to plan in advance you know, we if we run out of food in the ocean, we can't go to the local Whole Foods and start buying food for them. We or throw to- a fishing line over, over the side of the ship. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so we have to be prepared. And you do that from looking at past experiences. We know that, um, for instance, Thanksgiving or Christmas, uh, we'll have a lot more kids on board. So we need to make sure we have a lot more hot dogs and hamburgers and French fries as opposed to if it's the kids are in school and it's more adults on board, we need to know these things and gather from previous experiences what we need to have on hand now. And so learning from past experiences is so key. I love it. I love it. This is so valuable, Paul. I mean, you're giving us really good ideas on how to and I keep using this word, go above and beyond what is expected or and definitely what your competition is doing and setting a new perfect kind of floor, right? And and setting this new basis on how you want your customers to be treated because they're the lifeblood of your business. They're the welcome wagon and brand ambassadors of your business and they're going to be the first ones to say that you did a great job to their friends and family. And that's free advertising. So it's yeah, just sounding absolutely. like a big compounding snowball that keeps getting bigger. If you do well and you do your business, but you do it from your customer's point of view, then they're going to want to come back and tell their friends and family. What more could you ask for? And and I, if I can add to that, the training, you know, whether you have employees or not, training your employees is so important. You need to empower your employees. You mm. need to, to give them the authority to take care of a problem right away, as opposed to listening to the problem and then saying, oh, wait a minute, I have to go get my manager in the back. And then they have to repeat the problem all over again. Empower your employees. It's much better for them. They feel that they're part of the solution as opposed to being part of the problem. So training is so important and empowering your employees is so important to take care of things immediately. And we've done that on the ships. In the old days, if somebody had a problem, let's say with a shore excursion and they went to the front desk, it, it, this, you know, and I'm talking maybe 20 years ago, we'd give them a business card and say, okay, when you get home, call these people in the office. So now they're upset for the rest of the cruise now we they've done studies where it's cheaper to just say no problem we're going to give you a 50% rebate we understand there was a problem uh and here's a nice bottle of wine or here's some chocolate covered strawberries and they know that we've taken care of the problem immediately they're happy for the rest of the cruise and that's when they can go home and say i had a problem but they took care of it right away they didn't just brush me off wow so empowering you know, yeah. is very important. I, I think that's great too, because your employees are the front lines of your business. You know, if, if you know, the, the saying happy, happy wife, happy life, well, happy employee, happy customers, right? 
we always say happy crew makes for happy guests. Yes. That we yes. So you have to take care of your crew. And we have crew from close to 70 different countries on board. Wow. Americans really are the minority. And I'm sure you noticed when you took a cruise, there are not a lot of Americans who work on board. So they're from India and uh, the Philippines and China. And how do you keep all these people happy so that they wake up with a smile on their face every day and go out and do a job seven days a week? They're doing their job. They're not getting any days off. So how do you empower and uh, uh, keep your employees happy and keep them engaged in everything that you're trying to accomplish? You know, that comes back to the culture, too the culture of exactly. the company and what you stand for. And if you can impart that on your, on your team members, then your team members start to live that value and share it off to your, to your customers. So, exactly. wow. Cruise ship sounds like a really difficult job to manage people and expectations and you doing it for several decades proves that you know exactly what you're doing. It's all about uh, keeping your customers happy so that they tell everybody and, and we'll keep coming back. And we have actually people on board because uh, vacations are such an emotional experience. We have people on board who will book your next cruise while you're still on this cruise. And that's our goal to create such an exceptional experience that exceeds expectations that they'll book their next cruise now. Could be a year from now, five years from now. But 98% of the people who book their next cruise will do it with the company that they just signed up for because they know the product. They know they're going to get a great product. And so uh, they're buying on emotion. It's an impulse buy because they're having such a great time now. They don't want to ruin it in the future. So they don't go to the competition. They stay with us. Love it. Well, that's the same thing we can do in our business, right? We can sell the next package or the next logical step that your customer needs that you provide. So I love this idea. Paul, you've just been a wealth of information. You've given me a really different viewpoint and I've already got some ideas trickling in my in my way to improve my client uh, experience so that they stay longer, uh, are much more happier and will refer me to other people because they've experienced that above and beyond kind of uh, kind of experience. So I like that a lot. But where can listeners find out more about you and um, how they can improve their customer service? Oh, well, first of all, thank you for asking. I have a website. It's paulruddersspeaks.com. Rudder is R-U-T-T-E-R. So paulruddersspeaks.com. Um, I, I have two books out. There are two books you can get there. They're both on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, the latest one, You Can't Make This Ship Up, which is uh, business strategies, life lessons, and true stories from 40 years at sea. Uh, and then the second, but the first book was called Repeat Business Incorporated, uh, 50 Tips and Strategies That Businesses Can Do Today to Keep Their Customers Coming Back Tomorrow. Um, wow. I'm also on Facebook, Paul Rudder Speaks, on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. I'm very big on LinkedIn, so I would love everybody to reach out on LinkedIn. Uh, YouTube, I have a YouTube channel as well, Paul Rudder Speaks. So uh, it's, uh, and we haven't even gotten into some of the good stories that happen on ships. You know, we do charter cruises, we've done naked cruises. We haven't even talked about a ship full of <laughs> naked people on board. Oh and how my we, gosh. How, how do you we keep handle it? that? 
Well, then listeners, you absolutely need to go get the book, right? Because you've got <laughs> to hear go. that naked cruise story. Oh, my goodness. That, that would, that would, already. I, <laughs> just because it was completely unexpected, you know, there's, there's no prudence here, but I'm thinking, wow, how do you keep so many people, you know? And yeah, I've, that's, that's insane. Love it. <laughs> Paul, this was a lot of fun. You've given so many ideas and values. I know we could continue this conversation for hours and just list out the ideas that, that today's business owners can really use in their business to, you know, attract the most valuable commodity out there, which is their customer. So I love it. <laughs> love it. Okay, well, listeners. You, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Listeners, I hope you found a couple ideas today that you can put into your business that will help you be more profitable and gain and keep and repeat that customer experience with uh, with your with your customers so they keep coming back for more. I know I have. All right. As I mentioned uh, before, how would you like to boost your net profitability by 45% in just 30 days? Don't think it's possible. Of course it is, or I wouldn't be telling you this. Go check out my training called the 30-Day Profit Booster. This quick and easy profit-boosting strategy can be done without spending more on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. Go get more information at 30dayprofitbooster.com. And Paul and I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, Give us some questions, share some comments on your best or even your worst customer experience that you've ever experienced yourself or you've given in your company. Um, We would love to see that in the chats of the comments. So go ahead and let us know. We'll, uh, We'll respond as we see them come in. And while you're at it, please subscribe on today's show. You don't want to miss future shows. And you can always catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Paul. Thank you.